Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, December 20th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The National Geospatial Intelligence Agency will soon be moving into a new West headquarters in North St. Louis. It's designed to help the agency meet the growing challenge of processing massive amounts of information. It's no longer good enough for you to just put your eyes on the pictures. We have to have ways to sift through the pictures more efficiently. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt will have that story in just a few minutes. St. Louis area homeless shelters are increasing capacity as they prepare for frigid temperatures at the end of the week. The National Weather Service says there could be 50 mile per hour gusts Friday, leading to a potential wind chill of minus 30. Kathy Connors with the Gateway 180 shelter says workers are ready to increase outreach and plan to make more space than usual. We really encourage individuals who traditionally are maybe shelter adverse to coming into shelter and consider staying with us for a couple of days. Connors says shelters need contributions of warm blankets and clean sheets. St. Louis County has received roughly $5 million from the National Opioid Settlement with drug maker Johnson & Johnson and drug distribution companies. It's the first installment of around $45 million that will be coming to the county. The initial money has been placed in a fund for substance abuse treatment and mental health services. County officials say there were 343 opioid-related deaths in 2021, tying a record set the previous year. St. Louis County will be receiving money from the settlement for the next 18 years. A St. Louis nonprofit has opened a new $40 million campus on South Jefferson Avenue for people who are HIV positive. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports the Doorways Complex features 50 housing units. Since 1988, Doorways has helped HIV-positive clients find housing in boarding houses and rentals across the city. But in the last few years, it's become apparent many clients still struggle to find permanent housing and others feel unsafe in short-term rentals. The nonprofit responded by building a new campus for clients to stay in until they find a long-term place to live. It plans to soon provide on-site case management and employment assistance. Doorways resident Corey Hutchinson spoke with St. Louis on the air. I'm not going to lie, it feels like a, a big, funny, goofy family who just loves to, you know, just make sure that you're okay. The nonprofit has plans to build more than three dozen more apartments on the campus in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood. I'm Sarah Fentum, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis area hospitals and blood suppliers are asking first-time donors to step forward during the holidays. SSM Health Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital Program Manager Josh Dougal says demand increases this time of year. Feeling confident that you have that blood available is a very calming thing for our trauma surgeons, our emergency room physicians, and our trauma nurses because the longest amount of time that you will ever experience as a medical provider is whenever you know your patient needs blood and you don't have blood in your hand. Blood center operators say donations typically dip by more than 20 percent during the last two weeks of December despite an increased demand. An Illinois judge will hear oral arguments today in a consolidated lawsuit against a provision in the Safety Act. Mawa Iqbal has more. 
Over 60 state attorneys are suing Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker and other top Democratic lawmakers over the Pretrial Fairness Act. The act will prohibit judges from setting a cash bail amount for most lower-level, nonviolent misdemeanors, unless they can prove the defendant is a flight risk or a danger to the community. Litigants are arguing that doing away with the cash bail system is unconstitutional. The law is set to take effect January 1st, and oral arguments will begin at 1.30. I'm Mawa Iqbal. The Pentagon is spending $1.75 billion to build a new West headquarters for the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency. Construction of the building's exterior wrapped up last month on the 97-acre site in North St. Louis. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on how the new facility reflects a changing military landscape. The soon-to-be home of NGA's operations in the western part of the U.S. towers over North St. Louis. The mix of glass, brick, and concrete on the building's outside is complete, but it'll be years before the inside is, too. NGA West executive and program director for this construction project, Sue Pullman, points out what will eventually occupy a cavernous room. Coffee bar over in this corner, auditorium space over here, and you can see when we get around all of this cable and these spools, our interior courtyard. But most of this facility isn't being built for coffee breaks and outdoor lunches. The 3,100 mostly civilian workers here will pour over satellite, radar, and infrared images. They're looking to document exactly what is happening across the Earth's surface in real time. Things like other countries' military maneuvers to refugee movements or retreating glaciers. The military collects reams of this information. Pullman says the main challenge is making sense of it. It's no longer good enough for you to just put your eyes on the pictures. We have to have ways to sift through the pictures more efficiently. It's a familiar challenge in other parts of the military, too. Look, data is the new oil. General Jackie Van Ovost leads the U.S. Transportation Command, which is responsible for the military's logistical movements. It's a major user of the intelligence NGA provides. Conflict is going to come at us at a scale and a tempo we have never seen because of our ability and the adversary's ability to sense, make sense, decide, and act. Van Ovost says whomever is routinely fastest at this large-scale data processing maintains a tactical advantage. And there's more of it than ever before. David Lucky is a senior international and defense researcher for the RAND Corporation. We're in a phase now where it's not an issue of collecting the data, but using those data, taking advantage of those data because it's time-consuming and costly. NGA was the agency that identified Osama bin Laden's compound in 2011. More recently, they've helped look for evidence of Russian war crimes in Ukraine. Lucky says their work is critical at a time when the nature of global conflicts is shifting after decades of relative peace. He says the country needs to take a whole-of-nation approach, reminiscent of the world wars. Utilizing all elements of the United States public sector, private sector, the government, individuals, because what we've entered now into is basically a period of competition. This emphasis on collaboration between the public and private sector is clear as we walk through the NGA's new building in St. Louis, which will replace a 100-year-old converted warehouse a few miles away. 
Pullman leads us into a room that will be the NGA's innovation center, something entirely brand new for the agency. An unclassified collaboration area where we can bring in partners who don't have security clearances to work on problems and issues, technology, etc. She says it could host professors, startups, or anybody else who has expertise in what NGA regularly deals with. Pullman says it's vital to branch out from the traditional sources of expertise. And our traditional sources were ourselves, you know, the intelligence community as a whole. But I think we would all admit we don't have all the answers. This project is a long time in the making. It broke ground in 2019, but the agency doesn't expect to completely occupy the space until 2026. That's because the building needs features like security glass and radio frequency shielding to protect sensitive information. I'm Eric Schmidt, St. Louis Public Radio. The story was produced by the American Homefront Project. That's a public media collaboration reporting on American military life and veterans. Funding comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.